This EHIV Review Special Edition podcast is presented by DKB Med Radio. Hello, this is Dr. Matt Spinelli. I'm here speaking with Lizzie Lynch, who is the Positive Health Access to Services and Treatment Program, or FAST, nurse at the University of California, San Francisco's Positive Health Program. Thanks so much for joining us, Lizzie. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Tell us a little bit about your work as part of the Positive Health Access to Services and Treatment Program, or FAST program. What are some of the goals of the program? Well, the main goal of FAST is to help get patients connected to care by supporting them and engaging with them in working with the healthcare system and all of its complexities by lowering the threshold of access to services. We are an interdisciplinary team. We have two social workers. I'm the RN, and we have a MD, and we have a, a weekly medical clinic, and then we also have weekly case conferences and panel management meetings about our cohort of patients. How has the FAST program been impacted by COVID-19? Much like everybody, we've been really significantly impacted. Many of our patients are experiencing homelessness or unstably housed, and basically 100% of our patients are either on Medicare, Medicaid, or a combination of the two. And all of these systems have been significantly impacted by COVID. Throughout the city, there's been a decrease in access to supportive services and a significant increase in barriers to those services. For example, case management and intensive case management services, drop-in sites, drop-in day programs, shelter navigation centers. There's been a decrease in staff and access for patients. And then a reduction of other city-funded services like public transportation, DMV offices are being closed, and then decreasing access for patients who don't have access to computers or other online programs or online services. And then there's just been a decrease, therefore, in the therapeutic relationship of human connection because of the lack of staff. And then COVID testing is now required for entering facilities and residential treatment programs, which is important, but that also means that this increases the complexity of referrals and the care coordination needs and the length of time on waiting lists. HIV testing also very notably was cut in half for the first three or four months of COVID across the city, just because we're all thinking about and, you know, focusing on COVID and that has really significant downstream impacts on our patients. Thanks so much for walking through that. I I think the decrease in HIV testing in particular and all the reduction in these services, quite scary. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. Sounds like a lot of new challenges during this difficult time and certainly a lot of concern about how people living with HIV will be impacted by the epidemic. I did want to focus in particular about people living with HIV who've actually recovered from COVID-19. How do you think living with HIV impacted their response to experiencing COVID-19? It's interesting. There's so much fear and there's so much like almost like a PTSD response to another viral pandemic and the stigma that goes with having a viral illness that's new and has so many unknowns and is really greatly feared. So for our patients that now have both experienced being positive for COVID and are living with HIV, it's like a familiar fear that has come back up and there's a lot that goes into that. In kind of like a silver lining almost kind of way, though, for our patients that we have linked and are really engaged in their HIV care and know their care teams, the patients that are at risk or have gotten COVID, they were already connected to a primary care provider, knew how to get in touch with their care team or access emergency services and testing. And so there was that kind of positive element to that as well. But yeah, just a lot of anxiety and confusion surrounding transmission risk. And then also, I think, that has impacted me the most thinking about this is that there's been a lot of COVID-adjacent morbidity and mortality that has spiked and has been very scary for patients. And so they're thinking like, if I'm not going to die from COVID or I'm not going to die from HIV, 
but there's all of these people dying now because they are alone in their hotel room or they're isolated, they have less access to healthcare services. And so there has definitely been an increase in morbidity and mortality of our patients, but not because of COVID, but of how COVID is impacting our systems. Well, it sounds like a very complex situation, certainly a lot of fear about COVID itself, but also everything that comes with the response to COVID, the isolation and the decrease in services. I did want to ask you about, given your experience interacting with people living with HIV who are recovering from COVID or being impacted by the epidemic, are there some lessons for clinicians who are treating people living with HIV about how they can respond? The model of FAST has been to provide quick, supportive, wraparound care. And so how we respond very quickly to patients, for example, that are newly diagnosed with HIV. And I think, you know, triaging testing or, you know, COVID testing in the same way and responding immediately with psychosocial support, medical attention, and then the navigation of systems and resources for individuals, which is really kind of the bread and butter of FAST. I think that's a very simple lesson to parlay into COVID. I think it aligns really well. And then also just really thinking about skilled disclosure of COVID positive tests. You only get to tell somebody that they're positive with HIV once, and maybe that's not the case with COVID, but really thinking about the way that you approach telling somebody that they're COVID positive, providing mental health support with rapid linkage to medical care and supportive follow-up, providing these wraparound services with an interdisciplinary team with frequent and swift follow-up, really having this be relationship-based care. And then also with the FAST team, we've really seen the importance before COVID of engaging people over text and by phone. And then that's just become like a very big part of COVID now. And then also, I think that there's some really good lessons in utilizing someone's experience with COVID and interacting with COVID as a fulcrum to pivot into the healthcare system for ongoing primary care and for those not previously engaged. And so becoming positive for COVID is an opportunity to develop those relationships and and help teach people about how to engage in care and primary care. So many important points and lessons that I think people can take away, particularly because we're seeing so many of our patients needing additional services right now, whether it's food insecurity or mental health support or substance use support. Thanks so much for participating with us here in the EHIV Review Program, Lizzie. Oh my gosh, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much for the opportunity. For EHIV Review, this is Dr. Matt Spinelli.